Welcome to the Money Panda, hosted by Elvis Kolawale. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so, so, so excited today on this very episode of Money Panda. We are going to talk about a really, really, really insightful topic today. Today, I have Mr. Dima Foremi and he's a general partner at 3X Capital, which is a seed investing VC firm that, of course, um, specializes in the Web3 space. And today he's going to give us an ultimate crash course on Web3 startup investing. And it's going to be, you know, more or less a startup investment one-on-one sort of session. And it's going to be a little different from our usual um episodes and of course you know i i imagine this is going to be really helpful for lots of the founders out there and people who are looking to assess um investments within the web three industry um before we go forward mr dima how about you um tell us a little bit about yourself a little bit about 3x investments whether you only invest in startups you expect to go 3x or you know like um, the sorts of investments you tend to go for, what you're all about, and what you're looking to do within this episode. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Elvis. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, really appreciate having me. Thanks a lot. Uh, so yeah, in short, um, my name is Dima. I used to be a lawyer, so I have a legal background. So I will uh, also elaborate a little bit on some, uh, you know, legal uh, points. Uh, but of course, it's not going to be a legal advice. Uh, you should consult your lawyer. But uh, some insightful things from, you know, legal background, I'll share for sure. Uh, so I used to be a lawyer uh, back in Ukraine, uh, where I'm from. Then I moved to the Netherlands. Uh, that is my, let's say, second home country, where I also uh, worked at a booking.com, at a law firm. And I was dealing a lot with startups. And, you know, I was, uh, you know, fascinated by, by the sphere. And I, at some point, decided that, you know, being a lawyer is not so fun. I don't know <laughs> if uh, any of you are, are, are lawyers, but uh, it's it's not so fun dealing uh, with documents uh, all the time. So I decided, okay, I want to go to something more entrepreneurial, right? So I think a lot of uh, you also feel like that, okay? Like I want to do something, I want to create something, I want to help creating something. So that's that was my feeling. And uh, I decided to start a business accelerator. Uh, so I did a, a franchise of Dutch business accelerator. I took the franchise and I started building it. And uh, gradually, uh, during five years, I've helped uh, so many startups. We did incubation acceleration programs. We did hackathons, demo days. So there was so many things about startups. I um, managed to help more than 100 startups to raise money, build their decks, uh, build their business models, uh, you know, build stronger teams, this kind of thing. So that was uh, super uh, exciting for me. Um, and uh, at some point in 2020, I've applied for the exchange program organized by the U.S. government. So what they're doing, they're uh, taking a group of entrepreneurs, like 20 people, they flew them um, to the U.S. So they flew a group of entrepreneurs to the U.S. Uh, to um, get to know the ecosystem. So we went to Washington, Austin, LA, San Diego, met a lot of uh, different investors, you know, I get to learn a lot of things. And then um, during this trip, I've actually met my current partners at 3X Capital. We are three co-general uh, co partners here. Um, my partner, Ivan, uh, he's uh, a very sporty guy. So all of us, I really like uh, sports. So that was one of the things that um, helped uh, to build the team. Uh, so we do jokes, runs uh, quite often to together. And uh, <clears throat> Ivan also had a legal background, but he started uh, to be uh, an entrepreneur and he managed portfolio of uh, crypto funds in Asia. Uh, so he's really involved in 16. And Taras, the third of 
co-founder, he's a serial entrepreneur. He lived in Poland for uh, quite a long time. And then he started multiple businesses. And the last business he sold, um, that was IT outsourcing company. And then we met and we decided, okay, let's work together. We have different backgrounds, you know, uh, a little bit of legal, a little bit of startups, a little bit of entrepreneurship. We all like Web3 and crypto. So let's do something together. We we wanted to invest, uh, you know, we had a little bit of capital that we would like to start with. And um, so that, that was uh, our idea. And so that's how we started. And now 3X Capital. So we started 3X Capital because it's three of us. Right? Uh, so, uh, of course, nice. uh, returns of three and more uh, access. But um, the, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, the name is, yes, of course, hopefully. Hopefully, if we invest uh, here in, in the bear market, I think uh, we might uh, have the possibility to, to get three and, and more. Um, but yeah, so we started 3x Capital, and uh, early on, we decided to to hire analysts that would be helping us to analyze startups. You know, and it's it's quite hard thing, especially in the Web3, because it's also it's similar to the regular startups, but in many ways it's also different. And uh, the approaches to to investing, how do you analyze startups, um, so many different things. And um, analysts didn't know how to do that. So what we did, we did an internal education for them uh, for about two months. And we hired uh, one person and then we hired another one. Uh, so we took like uh, 10 interns and then uh, one of them uh, were hired. And then the other one was hired. And then one of them said, uh, hey, uh, such a great program. Uh, uh, why don't you do it as a separate thing? So now we have a separate oh. educational program that started as an internal program uh, for, for our, our analysts. And now we have it as a separate thing for, for founders. Uh, so for founders, you know, I really like uh, to help founders in a way to understand the thinking of the investor, right? Because what happens uh, with startups, they just send uh, the pitch deck to investor and then some, some magic happens. So they send um, their uh, deck into the black box, let's, let's say. Mm-hmm. So magic happens and then you get a response. But what happens in the head of the investor? How do they assess? What do they look at, et cetera? It's crucial uh, so you could reverse engineer and improve your, your, your deck, your startup, your approach. Uh, so I think it's crucial. So that's one of the things that um, we are here to help with. Um, it could it, it can also help investors to analyze more, uh, let's say, um, structured. Because I know myself, uh, like if you like a startup, you're thinking, okay, I really like this founder. I will invest in them. But you don't know, you know, um, what are the business model intricacies? What is the founding team? Uh, what is the tokenomics? Uh, what did they do together? So you have to take into account so many things, you know. And early on, investors don't understand that, and we would like to help them to make better decisions. Um, so that's another um, uh, thing. But also, a lot of people are just you know, very fond of Web three, and they would like to switch. You know, from the regular job, you're an analyst. Yeah. Uh, for example, in the bank, you like to work in an accelerator or an investment fund. Um, you know, Web three, right? Uh, you you really think this is the future, but how do you switch? How do you understand Web three startups? Like those kind of things, we were discussing internally, and then made it as a as a, as a separate program. Uh, so we are now investing as a syndicate and and uh, launching a fund, a fifty million fund to invest in Web three startups. Wow. Uh, that uh, a ten year fund uh, to support um, the most prominent prominent uh, startups uh, from all over the world. We're not going to have any any um, geography to focus on, but we will focus more on the infrastructure, uh, on DeFi projects that, that are out there. So this is what we're doing, what we're building. Um, we are also testing a lot of um, technologies you know, in order to understand what's working, what's not. Um, if you're building some internal uh, products, uh, we also have a few people who are programming, uh, so uh, a few developers uh, that work with us. Uh, also looking for AI uh, kind of solutions that help to better make better decisions. 
And actually, we during the course uh, we also discuss how you can use AI to analyze startups, you know, to to scout startups. That's also like a fascinating thing that just just happened, right? It it was never before that you could use uh -huh. AI to find a startup to analyze startups. So this is something really really new, something really um, interesting that we're fond of. But that's in short about three X Capital, about me. Uh, on personal side, I have um, two kids, uh, five and two two daughters. They just went to school, uh, so um, you know right. having a little bit more uh, of management, you know, how to pick them up, uh, etc. cetera. Um, but um, so far we're based in Lisbon, a great Well, that's in short um, about me, about uh, 3X Capital. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, that, that, that's, that, wow, it's a fascinating story, you know, learning how three friends um, became 3X and now, you know, you're, you're looking forward to, you know, sharing a program that began as an internal thing um you're actually like sharing your resources you're sharing the knowledge and you're sharing all of that to people way beyond your internal network and that's that's beautiful like that's the sort of building that we need you know in the web3 industry to actually like empower more more and more people to actually have better perspective you know um and sure. that brings me to the meat of what we're here to talk about so for me um the way i understand you know, um, investment in the Web3 space and the way most other people could think about investing whenever they do a bit of a Google search is that it's kind of like divided into equity and token investments, right? And usually I would say, you know, I have a small, maybe some sort of a rough understanding of what that's like, you know, based off of what people in Web2 do. But I'd like to hear your expert opinion, like what what are actually like equity investments, especially in the Web3 context? How do they tend to actually work? Um, yeah, thanks, Alice. I think that is a good question and a relevant question, uh, both for startup founders, but also for early stage investors, like angel investors who would like to invest some uh, money that they already earned and they would like to build the ecosystem, uh, help them, some startups uh, to get off the ground. And um, that's what people are thinking about uh, in, in the startup, in especially in the Web3 uh, environment, right? And indeed, in regular startups, we have um, equity investment. Uh, but uh, in Web3, we also can invest in tokens. And um, this is something different and new, so it adds uh, a specific dynamics. And the interesting thing, uh, now you have to, as an investor, as founder, you have to think, okay, so we have equity and we have tokens. Um, how do we raise money? How do we... Um, uh, use uh, those wisely, you know, and um, it actually was changing from from um, previous times towards now and towards the future. We see some trends how people are raising money. So um, when Web3 just started, uh, I don't know, maybe um, we're not going to go too long, but um, five, seven, ten years ago, when I started in 2016, 17, when I started with Web3, with crypto, people were raising money in ICOs, uh, just on their websites, uh, just with tokens. Yeah. And it was a crazy time. So you could have invested like uh, just through the website, just uh, uh, send your ETH or something. And then um, you, you would expect something. Uh, but a lot of times, most of the times, um, nothing happened. And, uh, you know, you just uh, were dumping your, your investments. So people were frustrated with that. And of course, regulators were, were frustrated because investors were frustrated. So over time, a little bit, um, things changed a little bit. And now you have more and more regulations that are saying that you should not uh, raise uh, uh, in tokens directly and then, hey this is uh, token investment specifically in some jurisdictions like the us because if you uh, do that they immediately immediately say hey you're 
uh, doing um, uh, equity proposals and you should not be doing that without a registration, right? So now it's a little bit more complicated uh, how to work with tokens. So probably now you would shift and, and we see startups, startups shifting towards um, uh, fundraising both with equity and tokens. And I think now it's um, quite interesting both for startups and for investors. So for um, equity, so you can now raise with equity, um, meaning that um, we, we say equity bond, but in most of the cases on early stage, on pre-seed stage and seed stage, uh, a lot of times there's not an equity, actual equity, but uh, a promise of the equity in the future. Ah. And there is a, a great, yeah, so, so um, it's a, uh, you know, convertible instrument that allows you to save some um, time and save some money on lawyers, and that is called safe agreement. Uh, safe agreement. So it's a simple, simple agreement for future equity. Uh, the acronym is Safe. Um, uh. Uh, it was developed by by the Y Combinator, and um, you know uh, they understood the startups. You know, really lack, uh, especially in the very early days, um, uh, illegal understanding of how the things are working, and it's hard to to find a lawyer or to hire a lawyer. So they developed this this document that actually allows you um, to to get some money in and um, make a promise that in the future in the future rounds when we develop a thing we will have a price round and we will issue uh, equity and we will distribute it to you so this is the most simple instrument that is now used uh, in in startups and specifically in in web3 so now on the seed stage 95 percent of startups are raising through safe agreement so this is an agreement mm -hmm. that allows you quite quickly you go to Y uh, Combinator website, you download safe agreement and uh, yeah, that's it, you can send it to your, to your investment and you don't need to issue shares at this moment, but you can do it in the future. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm actually just learning this, that it's more like a promise, you know, like how, for example, like uh, money began as promissory notes that, oh, I'm going to give you some money, some gold in the future or something like that. So this is something like that except that it's just for equity is that what you're trying to say i, I actually never I actually never thought about this this is actually the actual first time i'm i'm knowing that oh this is this is actually how it works legally huh okay yeah, so yeah. so a lot of people don't think about it but uh, you see now you have some insights that you actually don't have to give away your equity at the beginning and you have a free standard agreement that you can use uh that is out there on the internet on yc combinator website uh, that makes your life much much easier as a founder to to go and fundraise and this is standard already like for 10 years probably it is uh, you know a standard for um, fundraising in in many many countries so basically all over the world uh, so you can utilize that nice 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 okay and um, yeah so now we're getting you know we see these dynamics between equity and tokens uh, right uh, and nowadays the most often approach that we see is uh, equity and plus tokens so um, that's actually oh. what we like and um, as for the tokens it's all not so simple because a lot of startups uh, in the in the seed stage they don't have the token yet right but they think okay we will utilize we will build um, this platform we will have the token uh, for this kind of utility but it's not there yet right uh, so how do you uh, actually sell that if you don't uh, have it and uh, in this case you actually also have a specific legal agreement uh, that is called uh, soft similar to safe but it's a simple okay. agreement for future tokens or, or it could be a token warrant so this is also a convertible instrument saying that hey if you invest in our startup in our equity through safe for example then in the future when we will have the token you will have um like some amount of tokens either for free or uh, with 90 percent or 50 percent discount wait, 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 so wait. this is another 
wait yeah. so you're, yeah. you're basically telling me that that there is an agreement that is basically a promise to get a promise of equity is that what you're basically saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So you're just basically selling a lot of promises to, to investors. <laughs> and that's how it works uh, because wow. it's easier. Uh, and uh, that, that's, that's interesting thing that, you know, this <clears throat> dynamic it, uh, emerged when investors understood that, okay, of course, investors have, have money to hire lawyers, but startups don't. And, you know, it, it takes a lot of time and you really want to invest fast and you don't want to spend a lot of money on lawyers. And anyway, 90% of startups would probably fail. Like, okay, 50% would fail. Uh -huh. Maybe 40% would do okay. And less than 10% will do really, really good. So it doesn't make sense to, to make really complicated uh, illegal agreements in the very beginning. You know, it just doesn't make uh, sense money-wise and time-wise. So that's why, uh, okay, I see the great uh, startup, I see great founders, uh, and we have these legal frameworks that have the promises, like promise of equity in the future, promise of token in the future. You have your uh, your deck. You you have you know a team who is dedicated to uh, to work on it. You would need to, uh, to have a specific plan. Tokenomics developed. That's all what we also discussed on the course. And uh, you know all the things like financial plan, um, uh, PNL, etc. So it should be there. But essentially, you're just uh, selling your idea and the promise of of, of equity and tokens uh, in the future. So that is a really interesting. Um, wow. You know, insight. I think. Wow. For for founders. Wow, the layer of promises upon promises is really, I'll say that's interesting, to say the least. <laughs> um, so Dima, um, something interesting you said is the, is the fact that, you know, the SAFEs, like the SAFE agreement was actually popularized by Y Combinator. And I, I found that like really interesting, and, like really, uh, you know, quite the model that a lot of um, founders and startups are already using. And I'm I'm not quite sure whether it's the same scenario as the SAFT, but first things first, like with equity investment, like what are the pros and what are the cons that a typical founder should look out for for an SAFE investment or an equity type investment, especially in the context of Web three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, that is a good question. Thanks. Indeed. So uh, we have safe and then we have uh, soft, right? So yeah. safe would be for. Uh, the equity or for future equity, as as we discussed, right? Uh, mm -hmm. The promise of the equity and stuff for promise for the tokens. So uh, I can name just a few. We'll discuss it more uh, during during the course. But um, pros uh, for investing in equity, uh, at least from from the investor point of view, right? I, because I'm an investor, I share some uh, my thinking, so you get get into my head a little bit, so you understand me better. Uh, I think this is also helpful helpful to shift the perspective. So pros pros for from my perspective. Um, is when you invest in equity, you get uh, more control over the startup. I mean, um, in later stages, uh, if you would be investing in equity, usually you would get uh, some board seats, uh, you would be on advisory board, uh, you would be contacting with the team uh, regularly, you know, uh, having um, uh, quite close interaction, especially if you're an early investor, you know, um, making some suggestions, uh, you know, uh, guiding sometimes. So um, this is for those um, investors who would like to be more a little bit hands-on. Um, you know, uh -huh. and, and really follow what is going on with with the, with the startup. If they're on the, on the right track, can I help them uh, something uh, with something like uh, and you know? And of course, it it comes with a little bit of control. Let's say 
on later stages with board seat, you, you can have direct control, right? You can uh, vote for mm -hmm. some things, you can buy some things. Um, but also, if you invest in equity, you have uh, more predictability uh, because there is already enough regulation and protection for investors in the venture capital sphere. It's been developing uh, throughout the last uh, few decades, and uh, we have quite a lot of legislation in each country, so they're country-specific. Um, there is uh, also enough um, court cases, uh, you know, that uh, drive you, uh, that can make sure that investors are protected, uh, that it's not only the promise, but it's also... Uh, um, promise that is legally binding, right? Uh, so you have some responsibilities, etc. Uh, and if something went, uh, went wrong, you can, as an investor, you can protect your rights uh, and protect your investments. So it's uh, definitely the pros of investing in equity. So getting more control, getting more confidence about about the regulations and how we're going to end up. Of course, there, okay. there are some downsides. Or yeah. maybe you have any, any Yeah, I mean, tell me about the downsides because, I mean, like like you said, you, you talked about the fact that like lots of investors who want a bit more control tend to go for equity. But then, of course, with more control comes a bit more responsibility, at least at the top of yeah. my head. <laughs> like, it feels like that's a downside already, you know, but but, but perhaps that's not quite the goal of every investor. So what, what, for example, if I was a founder, like what would be, you know, downside to like giving equity, you know, um, especially like using a, mm -hmm. a, a SAFE or a safe agreement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the idea uh, of ownership uh, comes in here. So once you um, give away equity or promise to give away equity, you start to dilute your own uh, portion of the company. Right? Uh -huh. So um, the ultimate thing is you want to make sure that on the Series A or Series B, you have enough voting power to be in charge of your startup. Because sometimes it happens that uh, startups are raising money and they they are very generous, you know, about uh, giving away equity. Okay, I'm gonna give you. You're early. You're my friend. I'm gonna give you like twenty percent or something, and then ten percent, and then all of a sudden, on the next round, when you have to raise again, you don't have uh, any ownership, or you have such a small portion of ownership, like twenty percent, but it it's not uh, interesting anymore, you know, because you also um, have twenty percent of revenue right so equity it uh, also equals um, uh, equals uh, potential profit of the company so if you only own 20 percent of the company and you don't have uh, you know enough to say in the company anymore and you don't have enough profit compared to other uh, previous investors so it, it doesn't motivate you you know so it's it, it also could be a downside the dilution part so uh, startup founders should be uh, you know aware of, of this uh, process of dilution uh, of uh, equity on the token side sorry just give me that yeah. some fresh air uh, so that's the downside of equity which actually doesn't exist uh, on tokens right? so that's why tokens were so popular as a fundraising mechanism earlier uh, it's not uh, fundraising per se say mechanism anymore but uh, it was very popular because you can actually raise you could raise money and without you wouldn't be given away the equity the ownership of the company so that's where tokens uh, came very handy let's finish with equity first so the downsides from for the investor could be that uh, equity is actually takes a lot of time uh, to to exit from so as an investor i would like to support promising startup and in few years i would like to get my money back with uh, some uh, extra percent right because i took the risk of investing in, into that uh, company and usually it is between four or five years up to 10 years before i can get my money back so that's quite a lot of time and uh, of course it is uh, like li less liquid in terms of exit events so when can i uh, sell my shares or potential shares so 
that would be the next route of investment, which could be a couple of years from now. Uh, that could be a merger or acquisition, and that could be an IPO. Right. So as for the next round of uh, investment, usually there is not enough upside. So you kind of wait a little bit longer uh, than, you know, the merger may come or may not, the IPO may come or may not, you know, it's uh, it's not so certain. So these are the downsides for the equity investment in uh, in startups. But now we have tokens. Okay, so this is something else, something really specific for Web3. Web3 and uh, startups have been utilizing tokens before for, for fundraising purposes right and uh the thing is um if an investor invests in in, in tokens or promise of the token through a soft agreement or a token warrant we can talk about the differences between soft uh simple agreement for future documents and token warrant uh, uh, separately but if investor invests in in tokens he or she is also locked for some period because you have tokenomics uh, which usually have uh, a vesting period, you have cleave, and you have uh, the unlock period. So it's um, also not uh, so liquid, but uh, usually the tokenomics and the unlock for investors is um, between three and five years. So it is, um, and it is gradually unlocking. So you're getting bit by bit your tokens. Right? So you can uh, exit if you like to, uh, bit by bit. So it's kind of already on the positive side. Um, so potentially you can also get a higher upside, right? It was not uncommon to have more than 100 access for top tokens uh, for the top pro products on the market. Uh, but of course, it's a separate business. They should make sure that the token uh, is treated well. So uh, treating, treating your startup and your product is one thing, but treating your token is another thing and you should have enough capable people to be able to deal with, with token you should have a good market maker that would be dealing with price of the token on the market. You know, so um, and the funny thing is that often it doesn't correlate. So the product may perform perform well, and the token may go down, right? And so it, there is no direct correlation like with with stocks. And it could be the opposite. The, the token may go up because market maker is making you know good uh, moves, and then um, the product is is failing or something. So um, that, that's another thing, but potentially there is higher upside even for, for tokens. Um, uh, the, another pro is you can choose if you want to invest in token or not. So you, you may have uh, the setup where, where a startup invests in equity, and then uh, the startup says to the investor, hey, you have a right, not the obligation, but the right to invest in, in tokens in the future. And this is a token warn, and this is a document that allows investor in, in the future to invest. And for me as an investor, that's, that's, that's a positive thing. So if I see the product performing well, I see the team is good enough, they can uh, you know, make sure that the token will grow, uh, you have uh, enough utility developed. And uh, in this case, I would like to invest in token, why not? So that's another positive side. And of course, for founders, it's, it's um, uh, the ability to have more liquidity without um, getting your equity away. Right? So your ownership of the company uh, from the first days you created, you should be very aware of it and, and calculating the future. That's what we also discussed in more detail. Because like uh, dilution, you know, a lot of people are not, not aware of that. But dilution is a thing that may happen like this. And all of a sudden, you don't have a company anymore. And with tokens, of course, there are some downsides. You have less regulations. You know, there is higher risk and more volatility, for sure. And um, it's not a, an equity where you have voting rights or something. You don't have any control over, over, over the startup. You may have some voting rights if uh, there is such a utility of the token, but usually there is not too much um, going on with, with, the, with the token if you're an investor. 
Um, so those are like few things that I would like to highlight. A lot. These are kind of different things. Oh, you're muted, Alice. Oh, sorry. So I think I might also want to add the fact that, um, you know, um, usually like what, what causes the market volatility like for tokens is the fact that there's usually like, of course, like um, exposure to market forces, which is not usually the best. I think markets are not, are not always like very rational, you know, and you're, you're always like exposed to all of that. And, you know, it, the asset is really volatile, a bit more risky. But I think, like you said, something yeah. worth considering is the fact that the exits, like they're, they're very clear exits much, much sooner, which is something that might benefit both the investor, maybe sometimes even the founders, you know, especially, you know, if perhaps maybe um, the sale of the token might, might not necessarily correlate with the performance of the business, like you said. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's good. So, um, you spoke about like a, like couple of types of um, like a, a couple of types of token investments and okay could you quickly go or just go over like the major types major types of token investments that people do um so that perhaps mm -hmm. you know people know what their options look like if, if they wanted to yeah. do that mm -hmm. like just real sure. quick uh, so yeah uh okay i'll, I'll try to <laughs> uh, <laughs> The thing is, um, uh, so there is a startup and um, it has tokens. So um, you can go to Coin Market Cap and see uh, there are yeah. so many tokens, um, yeah. right? But uh, you should also be aware that these are uh, liquid tokens that are already on the market. Yeah. And uh, when we're talking about venture investment, we're talking about tokens that are not on the market yet. Right? So oh. There are a lot of pro projects like, um, I don't know, Layer Zero, for example, one of the top uh uh, protocols, infrastructure protocols, the Stargate, it's already working, but um, they kind of not saying if they have uh, a token or not. But some investors, uh, when you when you when you invest, you already uh, can get a token warrant in this situation. So it, it gives you the understanding that in the future uh, there might be a token. Uh, so this is this is um, some uh, to consider. So we are now uh, talking about early stage investment, right? Not talking about the on the market investment, it's, but yeah. early stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not uh, late stage tokens, but early stage tokens. And in this case, you could invest as a private investor uh, through uh, soft, through token words. So there are two ways uh, how you can uh, do that. And you can um, divide them based on, on a few things uh, that are important. Um, that's uh, um, basically about the instrument itself, the timing, the obligation, the risk, uh, and the potential upside. So for soft, it is uh, basically a contract promising uh, future tokens. right? Uh, but token warrant is a right to buy a token uh, at a future date at a specific price. So these are different things. At soft, you're already making payments. Hey, uh, um, you know, uh, you're you're making the the payment uh, now, and you get um, you know the possibility to get a token in the future. With token warrant, it's more flexible, so you can uh, opt in to have uh, the purchase in the future. Um, it's the difference also is uh, with timing. So when do you get the tokens? Um, um, for soft, you usually get tokens when they get uh, live on the network. Uh, so when you get the leasing, you get them on different exchanges. And then yeah, usually this is also the, the time when you can first get the tokens in, or at least some portion of the tokens according to tokenomics. With token board, you can, it can be exercised in the future. Uh, so this is something uh, different. It's not uh, exactly at that specific moment uh, of uh, token generation event. 
Um, nice. Okay. So it's also about obligations, you know, uh, and uh, obligations. Um, uh, so for for SAFs, you already pay for tokens upfront, and in token warrant in the future, you you would need to pay in the future. So this is also very important, right? If you're investing, wow. if you're giving away your money now or in the future, so this is something also you invest. You promise your tokens, but investor promises to invest in the future. You know, so it is promise against promise. Then you can see that it is. Uh, so many things are uh, relying on trust and you know yeah, credibility yeah. of the startup, credibility of the team. Like you know, you make promises and you make your best efforts to do that, and and that's basically what those contracts are about. They're just outlining those promises and that uh, you have these good intentions to build these kind of things. And the last thing maybe that I mentioned is the risk for self. The risk is that the project will fail and there will be no token at all. It will happen. Um, and uh, for token warrant, it, the risk is different. Um, it's about that the token price will not exceed uh, the warrant exercise price. So that would be the price where you can actually buy the tokens. So this is um, another risk that you take. Um, yeah, but those are some very specific into detail uh, things. Uh, if you're curious, uh, I can uh, talk about it much more, of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'll stop for now. Yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds absolutely fascinating. Um... And I, I think that so much, so much of the structure is based off of, you know, like uh, its potential performance in the future. Um, yeah, and, and potential like activities that could happen in the future. So that's interesting. But I, I guess that's also what investment is really all about, like trying to forecast, um, you know, like, what, what could possibly happen, like in the health of the company in the future. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, okay. So before we wrap up, just one more thing. Like, I know, like, this might be like a throwaway question, but could you um, talk about perhaps just one investment and, you know, what's in your mind made it like stand out from the rest? Like, especially um, if indeed it, it was a token investment or an equity investment. And you don't need to mention the name of a company. You don't need to mention the name of a company. Just, you know, something that could perhaps show people like why, you know, this was a really good investment, like from your point of view as a VC and why. You know, it could have gone differently if it was a different sort of an investment. Uh, yeah, sure. A great question. Uh, I have something on my mind that I can share. I will not name the, the project, but uh, we've done an investment in the past uh, that um, was um, that had an interesting structure. So I mentioned to you that you can invest in equity, you can invest yeah. in tokens, and you can have both. And in this specific case, uh, we had equity plus two token warrants. So uh, that project. Uh. It's a project that was already out there on the market. It has uh, own token that is already being traded, and then uh, they were about uh, they were thinking uh, to start uh, a new token that would be uh, like an infrastructure token, and um, that would be a second token. So basically, we invested in equity and we got access to uh, tokens that is already listed on the market, so that are liquid, and we got the possibility to get extra tokens that are going to be listed on the future for the same amount of money that we've invested. So we basically got one investment, but uh, we have uh, three types of different assets. And we got uh, wow. you know, uh, three, three times worth of investments in terms of tokens and equity. So I think that that was a really good deal. And, um, and yeah, there are different structures and you have to you know go through it. And, and it's very interesting to go, you know, we are talking to startups and they're inventing something else and they, they have this and that. And, and um, yeah, that's fascinating. Wow, that sounds beautiful. So that means, of course, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. So as a founder, if I wanted to look really attractive, that could be one way to look really attractive, you know, offering equity and also offering the chance to um, participate in token um, in some way or form. I guess like that could be attractive 
to an investor. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Of course, you you should take into account that you cannot just fundraise. You cannot get token just for fundraise. It, it doesn't happen uh, anymore because of the regulations. But you should have a, a solid utility for the token. And then, if yeah. that is the case, it has a lot of demand. Uh, you know, community really wants it and use it. And then the price will go higher. And then, of course, this is a good opportunity for the investors. So, um, definitely, definitely. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds really good. All right. Um, I think we've come to the end of this podcast. I I love like so much of what you've spoken about here. I I think I'm definitely better educated, and you know, but I I don't have to be the only one that's better educated. I definitely know that um you have a program that's meant to help more and more um people to actually like get as educated on this topic and actually like get better primed um for being better investors, better founders. And so I'd like you to talk about it, like how you help, how you actually do intend to help um, people actually become better at this as good as probably mm -hmm. you. So um, yeah, tell yeah, me yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, sure, sure. We, so uh, we developed an um, internal program to educate our own analysts. And then out of this, we developed an external program because we had few cohorts of interns. Uh, so we are... Uh, usually every cohort that we have the education, we hire a few interns. So let's say we have 20 people in this cohort. And then in the end of the cohort, we would hire three people for interns. And then we would hire one person as a full-time, as it happened with the cohort number two, for example. We have still a senior um, analyst who is working with us. But we also understood that, you know, there is a demand. People would like to switch uh, to, to different roles. So they would like to have uh, hands-on experience. So one thing is get educated. You can read a paper or something, you know, but the other thing is uh, when you get uh, educated by people who are doing it as their business, mm -hmm. and then uh, this way you can also showcase it in, in, uh, on your work. Like if you apply it to the job and you say, hey, I have this specific case that I've been working on. Uh, I have my calculations, you know, I did the internship. So it, it really makes a difference uh, for a person. And for a startup, I think it's also very valuable to understand how uh, investors are thinking, you know, how they would like um, you to be presented, uh, what things that are, you know, they have their eye spot on, what things are not important, like uh, sometimes startups are just mentioning things, but they're just wasting time. Maybe they would need to spot on uh, on the business model and uh, a fully dilute evaluation and uh, execution of the token warrant, like all these specific details that would be much more, more interesting for, for the investor. So we're also talking about, you know, internal processes how this is executed uh, internally. So what steps are we doing? It comes to analyst, analyst is doing this, uh, he goes through these criteria, he gives this score, and afterwards uh, we give feedback to the startup. So we go through these all processes and then it makes um, much easier uh, for startups um, to fundraise after that. And for, of course, it's useful for investors because um, people uh, would like, uh, would be more, uh, would have more structured approach. So. It's really structures that information uh, nicely and any place. So if you're curious about that, um, you're welcome to join. Um, we'd be happy to see you and mentor you. We have packages uh, like uh, with mentorship, uh, or you can just watch the lectures. It's it's up to you. Wow. Okay. That sounds beautiful. And if you're listening to this right now, I'm going to put a link um, wherever this is uploaded. Um, this podcast is going to be available um, primarily on um, Spotify, Apple, on YouTube, and there is going to be details, like direct details to actually join. I suppose, um, of course, I am going to share a link, and whoever needs to sign up is going to be able to sign up and benefit from this. Like Dima just said, you're going to get an internship and possibly even a job placement, and you're definitely going to have lots of amazing 
experiences to show for it that's um that's really going to serve your career going forward you know not just your career definitely serve your understanding of um investments especially in this rapidly evolving space called web 3 or web 3.0 um thank you thank you thank you thank you so much dima um thanks so much for sharing all of this knowledge um I'm definitely much smarter for it. And I definitely believe a lot of people are going to be smarter for it. If you're still here, I encourage you to go to the link in the description and sign up. There is nothing to lose. You can only get smarter from here and you can only open a lot of new opportunities for yourself. So do that. Yes, and, definitely. Yeah, so do that. And I look forward to speaking with you on the very next episode. If you'd like to follow up with what Dima is up to and what 3X Capital team is up to, you can follow them on LinkedIn or you can reach out to them um, via their website and their entire social media presence. For me, you can always find me. Um, you can always Google Elvis, call Ali. You know where to find me everywhere. And if you're listening, I look forward to seeing you on the very next one. Till then, bye-bye. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers.